and we are live so there's um quite a, quite a few people here um dave the wood barber leona fay temple boy turnings uh, joe's bow boutique wayne the wood turner uh wagger uh, maggie I think that's everybody good so, evening good evening everybody and welcome live, so here yeah. we are and as you might have seen we have steve twidell with us tonight and he's going to be our first guest for maker monday yay so welcome steve it's great to have you with us so hope you've all had a great week um we had a sort of make essential recovery week didn't we last week and uh, we did uh, and then it's gone it's well it's continued to be busy and the rest of this week is is busy and uh yeah it's 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 uh, sort of like a busy time of year for us but yeah we're still talking about make essential but not <laughs> yeah. not quite as much now uh so Yes, we've we've started this new segment that we're going to do every Monday called uh, Maker Monday. So we've we've started compiling a list, really, uh, of people that we'd like to ask to join us. But uh, you can help us out if you'd like to be included uh, on Maker Monday in the future. Drop us a line and say, you know, yeah, I'd love to be included. Uh, I know some people think, oh, no, it's not for me. And, you know, uh, I'd rather just listen and not get involved. That's perfectly fine. But if you want to get involved, that's cool. It doesn't matter if you're already a well-established maker and you've got a YouTube channel with thousands of followers uh, and you do demos. Uh, it, it, it doesn't matter. You can be a new maker, new to the game, a rookie. Uh, and if you want to be included in Maker Monday and share your experiences so far, that's cool. Get in touch we'll put you on the list yeah so yeah anyway let's just do at home with the fishers episode seven starring chris and nicola fisher and guest steve twidell aka temple boy turnings yeah Woo. so yay <laughs> thank you for joining us it's great to have you here so um I'm going to ask you if it's okay, a few questions that we're going to ask everybody who joins us. Um, and some of these questions are ones that we thought of when we went to Makers Central as mm. well. So the first question is, why do you make? Hmm. Uh, well, it's certainly not to make a living. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I've always been honest about that from, from day one. Um, anything i do creatively is therapy for me um i i suffer from depression um and i can have some really dark days i have done in the past and making is a way of releasing that and just kind of getting out in the workshop being left alone and uh, working my own way through things and you get something kind of nice at the end of it too mm -hmm. That's a part of it, a fraction of it. That's what it was to start with. Yeah. But then with making comes a community, slowly. Yeah. And over the last four years, community isn't just a community, it's become a family. Mm. And so it all kind of comes in the one package. It's kind of 
all therapy to me because now I don't have to just rely on being on my own in a workshop, turning something and creating something and just forgetting about everything that's going on around me. I can say, do you know what, lads? I'm having a really bad day. I'd love to chat to someone and you'll have 10 people straight away on Messenger. You okay? You okay? Can I talk to you? Yeah. And that's, it, it all comes together. I never knew that would exist ever when I started making, to be honest with you. But yeah, that was an easy one to answer. <laughs> so one of my questions was, what has the maker community given you? So um, obviously it's it's given you some of that community and um, other people for you to chat with and engage with and uh, presumably people who are doing similar stuff. And I think, well, the maker community, it's like-minded people. Mm. Yeah. Um, oh, what hasn't it given me? Um, I suppose I could list off words. It's given me purpose. It's given me love. It's given me encouragement. It's given me skills. Yeah. It's given me praise. Um, it's given me a family. It's given me a lot of friends. It's yeah. given me an outlet. Um, it's given me a huge inlet um it's you know it's 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 a, like i said earlier it's a whole package the the community this community is like no other community um you you can literally say i'm stuck i need a hand with this and i'm not on about making it's with anything in life i'm stuck i need help with this and you will have people there helping you and it's just it's a family it's not a community do you think, Steve, that being a maker has made you a better person? And being a maker, you know, it gives you uh, a greater insight into, you know, uh, life in general. You know, being uh, uh, an artist, a creator, being able to express yourself. Do you think it's made you a better person, Be becoming, you know, a well-known maker? Yeah, hundred percent. It's um, it's given it's it's made me believe that I'm actually good at something. Mm. You know, yeah. I mean, we always have that self doubt, even when we're doing stuff. But you know, when when you get the feedback and you, even if it's bad critique, if if mm. or you know, if it's negative critique on something you've done, mm. it's still helpful. You know, it's never, it's very rare. I won't say never. It's very rarely nasty. Mm -hmm. the negative feedback you get it's it's mm, maybe you should have blah blah but yeah it's definitely changed me and in the way that i think probably treat others too yeah yeah um i it, it makes you want to give back yeah when you receive so much love and so much support and so much encouragement paying and information it paying it forward you you, it, it, you just naturally want to pay it forward and you naturally want to be as good as the people that are helping you mm -hmm. it you know you don't even have to think about it all of a sudden you start paying it forward without even realizing you're doing it yeah I that, that's the that's the good thing about a community is that um all the encouragement just it just oozes out of you and you want to just be the best you can and the nicest person you can as well yeah yeah well you've done a number of um auctions haven't you that have have really helped other people and we'll talk a bit about some of the people that you've helped but yeah you've definitely done a lot of paying it forward and um 
I'm sure you, you're doing other things that we might not be aware of as well. Um, yeah, I've, I haven't done a lot of auctions. The community have done a lot of auctions. That's, yeah. that's the, and that's, that's the thing that I always say. I, my part of doing the auctions is actually really easy. I, all I have to do is throw a few things up on a web page, promote it a little bit, and then run the auction. That's that's literally what I have to do. Um, finding finding the uh, the people that are in need, unfortunately, is too easy. Yeah. Because because if I could, I, I'd have an auction every week. Do you know? Yeah. Um, but you can't you can't expect people to be making stuff and giving it to you every week. You know, it. The very first auction I did. All I did was put a shout out and it was it just went boom and it was really successful. Mm. Um, the second the second auction that happened, I wasn't all that much part of because I made the mistake or myself and Steve Nealon made the mistake. We, we thought we'd get together and we'll turn it into a proper charity. You know, we thought it had all the right ingredients to be a proper charity and make a lot of money for special causes and it was a mistake it was a genuinely a bad mistake because we turned it into a corporation when you turn it into a corporation you've got taxes and money and blah blah costs and all this and before you know it every penny that you're getting in is going back to the government yeah. it's ridiculous there's there's no help in any kind of organization so i just we shut that down i had a really bad period that year i that was really a depressive year for me because i thought oh i messed up what i'd done the year before but then i came back and uh did it all the original way i did it and that's the way we'll go from now on yeah but yeah it's um yeah it's 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 not just me i i came up with the idea and well let's just yeah. have a look at some of the comments leona said they wouldn't be done if it wasn't for you steve mm. uh dave the wood barber said you opened the gates for the auctions so um you know i think you were definitely the catalyst and the driving force um let's just have a look so a few people have said as well about why they make dave the wood barber um he makes because everyday life bores him um maggie says because we can't not mm. wayne says because i can uh giving me everything to live for um leona says it's given me my life back um so yeah uh david says uh, i make as a hobby and very much therapy um so yeah, yeah so these people that are commenting yeah if you do want to you know get into greater detail with us you know please consider about letting letting us know and we can we can get you on the podcast and we can talk more because we're really interested to know what makes you lot yeah, tick yeah you know and why you do what you do and you're just touching on it there and mentioning you know in a few in a few short words and sentences but yeah with yeah if you really would like to be a guest on the podcast you know uh get in touch and we can certainly put you on the on the uh, guest list for yeah. future so um let me just read another one uh the blue light turner says i started in 2016 after being diagnosed with ptsd through my day job i needed a hobby mm. turning to me is better than therapy and have some logs just kept for roughing when i need to de-stress yeah so uh cool yeah um well 
you've you took it up it's partly therapy for you as well isn't it uh yeah it wasn't it wasn't envisaged to be that i i i started it because i wanted that flipping vampire steak yeah but i was still suffering with anxiety at the time uh not not at the worst point that it had been where i was you know potentially you know thinking of doing some daft things but uh since then i've i've realized how how much of a of a stress reliever it is how much therapy it is because uh, when you're in the zone and we've said this and i've said it when you're in your workshop working on a project and you know you're trying to create something you don't think about anything else all you're thinking about is that project and how you want it to look and you know what you're going to do next and keeping safe and you don't worry you don't worry about anything you're mm. just there in the moment uh, and yeah nothing else matters and that's great because you just let go of everything and you can really let yourself fly you know so yeah it's great it is great therapy but i didn't start it out to be so yeah, it's just it evolved became that. it became that and um, so yeah, five 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 hours in a workshop uh, certainly goes a lot quicker than five hours at work yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Steve, what sort of things do you love to make? Oh, your favourite. Um, my favourites. Uh, I love doing the off-centered stuff. I really love doing. I love trying to do what people would think is impossible on a lathe. Hmm. Um, because it really gets me thinking. I, I like anything that can get my brain engaged and trying to challenge myself to make a particular shape or design out of a piece of wood that really should only be made round on a lathe. Uh -huh. um, I mean, that, for instance, I mean, my all time, one of my all time favorite pieces I made on the lathe was the cube, side cubes inside the cube. Because. Yeah. Um, it was actually a friend of mine that tagged me. He's actually my tattooist in, in the UK. He said, oh, I bet you can't do this. And he sent sent me a video of bronze. There's a, 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 a channel called Bronze or Bronze. They're a Russian channel. And they're metalwork machinists. Mm. And uh, they did it on a metalworking lathe where they made a, a an aluminium cube inside a cube inside a cube. And he said, oh, you can't do that. And of course, whenever says, someone says that to me, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, right. So that's what I did. I, I went worked it out, and when I came away with that, it was just it blew my own mind to think that I could make squares on a lathe. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, anything that challenges me or that is just weird, like bananas. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, cool. so, tell us something that the maker community doesn't know about you. Ooh. oh yeah that, and, and i did say that like that's actually a really hard question for me because <laughs> i you could ask anyone i know everybody that's out in that chat and any one of them will tell you that i wear my heart on my sleeve i don't hold i, I don't hide anything from the community that i share with and again that's part of my therapy i know that i can say stuff to them live and it you know it matters not to them because they probably seen it and done it 10 times 100 times over i suppose the thing i suppose and we're going to be 
talking about that. I know, Nicola. I suppose the one thing that a lot of people probably didn't know in the maker world is that I do write a lot of poetry, mm. a, a, a lot of poetry. Mm. Um, I, I do love, I don't, I read nothing. I, I, <laughs> I've probably ever, only ever read, I suppose this is one thing that people don't know about me. I, I probably only read about two books from cover to cover in my life. Mm. And that's including school books. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I, I just, I can't, I don't have the patience for reading. Mm. I, I will get through a couple of pages and just completely zone out. I think because my head is constantly going 100 miles an hour and always has been, Mm-hmm. There's always there's always something better to be thinking about than the words that are written on the page, or I'll read something on a page and think, no, that should have been written like this, and st- I'll start rewriting the book that I'm reading. <laughs> so it's just, yeah, um, but yeah, poetry I suppose is one thing that people don't know a huge amount. Of. I've not really shared, but I have got like a little page, Steve Steve Twaydell's written thoughts all right uh, facebook page f- facebook page that people don't really know i don't really push it that much because right. well you are doing some now. <laughs> yeah well some some of the stuff on there again my poet poetry from the very first day was uh it was therapy so some of it can be very dark i've actually got one poem on that facebook page actually um that i wrote when I was in the deepest, darkest depression that I've ever been in my life, and I don't remember writing it. To this day, I don't remember writing it. But I found it scrunched up on a piece of paper thrown down by the bed after I'd come out of this mm. hole or whatever I was in. Mm-hmm. And um, when I read it back, I thought, yeah, I was pretty much in it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't remember writing it. I honestly don't. Uh, not even. I don't even remember putting pen to paper so yeah poetry i love writing poetry all kinds of poetry and um, david julie says the poetry is something you are really good at and i have enjoyed some of your work thanks david <laughs> um let me just ask you another question wood turning by alan scannell um how are you getting on with your laser um he says he really wants one after seeing the bowl that you did with the celtic design on it yeah it's right here next to me and it's a amazing piece of kit uh, i love it and it opens up a whole new world of design that you can put on to turn pieces i want to try and get a, a rotary attachment for it so that i can laser the side of spindles as it turns because at the moment i can only laser kind of one dimension from above down um but uh yeah it's it's brilliant now i i have had a few comments on some of the video or a couple of videos and posts that i put on that i don't know chris you probably remember a few years ago when cncs first came out how people were saying it's not real woodworking and blah blah this blah blah that it people are saying Mm, is using a laser taking away the art of handcraft of pyrography and well yeah of course it is duh but it's also bringing a new element of really crisp clean beautiful design on hand turned items is my answer to that it's 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 
it you can really do some pretty designs on it that you would never be able to do by hand or if you did do it by hand you'd spend about 20 hours more than you would with the laser and of course there is also what people forget but i always remember is there there is a certain amount of learning and skill involved in using this machinery and programming it and getting it to work right people forget that you know you don't just yell commands at your laser and say print a celtic knot i'm off to the pub <laughs> you know, there's, there's, no. there's, skill, there's skill and knowledge involved in operating this yeah. this new kit uh, and people forget that and i i appreciate the work and and learning that's gone into using these machines well this is what alan's saying you yeah. also need to learn how to use it and that oh. is still crafting yeah 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 it's just a different way of doing things yeah and this yeah. is how, uh, how we evolve I, I, I had to literally teach myself how to use uh, Inkscape and uh, I also got the 3D printer so I had to teach myself how to use Fusion. Right. Um, so, do you know, it, it, I'm a visual learner. That's why YouTube is so important to me. It's an amazing tool for me because if someone was just to say, right, Steve, this is how you use a laser, this is how you program it, yada, 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 it would just, it would turn into them saying bangers, sausage, beans. Right. Um, uh, little, little puppy dogs r running in a field of puppies because it, my mind would just wander into stuff and it, into oblivion and I'd, I'd get bored. It's pretty much like reading a book. Yeah. But if they actually show me, I would probably more times than not get what they're showing me first time. Right. Yeah. I'm lucky enough to be able to say, oh, right, well, that's easy. And then that really annoys them when I say, oh, that's easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I'm one of the lucky ones to be able to do that to kind of see something done for the first time and then give it a go. I might not master it the first time, but I'll have a fair idea how to do it. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I'm much more of a hands-on um, person and I'm one of these people, I'll, I'll never read the manual. I'll just sort of fi figure it out and work on it. And that's how I like to do things. In, in a way, we're similar because I can't read the manual. No, no, you can't. Mm. So, yeah, I have to... I have to sort of like reverse engineer everything, whether or not it's by touch or mentally. So, were you a visual learner, Chris? Uh, well, I'm sort of like a mixture. I'm, uh, I do like you know academia and things like that, but uh, and I'm, I love reading yeah. uh, on on lots and lots of different subjects, you know. But yes, I I was a, a visual learner. Uh, but let me just say, you know, uh, more hands-on. But very similar to the medical model, see one, do one, teach one, which mm. is really what you've just described. So that's how yeah. sort of like a lot of doctors really get get on with what they're doing. It's see one, do one, teach one. Uh, so, yeah, I did used to like that way. Yeah. David Woodbarber says most manuals are in a different language anyway, so no point in reading them. <laughs> the owner says she has to do to learn. Yeah. Uh, Maggie says show me, don't tell me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's uh, it's well, true. Go, most most people. It's probably a maker thing as well. There's probably something in the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Give me that tool. Brains are wired. Yeah, and, put it in yeah. your hand. Let's let's get down to the fun part. You know, let's let's start messing around and let's start uh, experimenting and let's start burning and blowing things up and you know screwing things together. You know, let's let's get our hands dirty. It's that, <laughs> isn't it? So, 
So I um, read. I, I I sorry. I read. I read manuals. I just saw in the chat there about read a manual last. I I actually I actually read manuals to see if I got it right, <laughs> so that I can go. No 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 no. I didn't need you. Yeah. It, it's like it's just like a big confidence boost for myself. That's why I read manuals only. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Alan says I usually show the new guys in work what to do, and I find doing is better than reading. Mm yeah 100%. yeah i think so as well so um if we just go back to the poetry um mm. you've written a poem this week in collaboration with andy berkey he's done a picture of um i'm not sure if it's a sunset or a sunrise um but a sunrise sunrise yeah. but a lovely sky mm. and lovely sun um and you wrote a poem inspired by that photograph yeah I did. Um, I, I've i been using poetry this week a lot. Like I say, I use it when I'm feeling down or dark or trying to prevent myself from getting down and dark. Um, and obviously with the passing of Brandon Summerlin, um, it, it hit me a lot. I was very emotional last weekend and I just wasn't i went into the workshop and if i stayed in the workshop i probably would have lost an arm or killed myself because i just wasn't 100 percent engaged with what i was doing mm. um so i just decided right i'll go back to writing some poetry and i was literally sitting writing one poem when i saw andy burkey and i had facebook open and i saw andy burkey's little green light pop up that he was live and then I saw um, a picture that he posted of, I, I think it was a blue, uh, I think it was a blue picture. It, you know, it was kind of a hazy blue color, but it was sunrise as well, I think. And he'd written a quote from a famous uh, poet or writer or whatever. And I thought, you know what, I'd love to take one of his pictures and see if I can do something with it. So I messaged him and literally, 20 seconds later and he sent that picture to me mm. and I, I put it up in front of me and I just came up in 15 minutes I wrote the poem that I wrote for it I'd, for Chris uh, Chris do you want me to describe the picture yeah for please that'd be, that'd be cool okay so the picture um, is of sunset the sun is to the if you imagine an A4 uh -huh. sheet, okay, um, the bottom third of the picture is quite dark and you can't really make out. You can kind of see trees in the distance along the horizon, uh -huh. but towards the front of the picture, it's very dark, uh, kind of, you know, you can make out trees and shrubbery and certain things, but it's, it's just very dark. To the right of that, you've got a burst of bright orange of gold of the sun coming through over horizon and then from from the top of that burst of gold is all sky and as you move up from from the sun you've got pinks grays browns uh for the the middle third of the sheet with some blue cloud to the left and oh. then the top third is real puffy deep swirling cloud in the same colors mm -hmm. so you've got three three different textures coming in into it yeah. and that's, that's the 
Nicola, would you say it's a fair description? Yeah. Of yeah, the yeah, picture? that's a good description. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's the picture. Do, do you want me to read the poem for you? If you um, want, can you do that? Yeah, I can. I have it here. Okay. Um, so I, I called it Thankful for the Sky. Uh, now I might get emotional reading this, so forgive me. Um, fly with me. Feel the golden warmth upon your skin. We will soar together above the darkness of the world. Wallow in the mystery of the clouds and feel the crisp new air grasp our greedy lungs. Fly with me. We can swim in skyward oceans, taste the tears of a thousand moons. We'll ride the waves of fallen angels as we gain distance from the reality of our cold and broken world. Fly with me. We will climb beyond the light, get lost in the darkness, dance with the stars and gaze upon planets. Then we will free fall towards our world and be thankful for the sky. Lay with me. Let's hold each other tight, float upon our dreams, feel the golden warmth upon our skin, taste the morning air, and be thankful. And that's that. It's really, really, really beautiful, that, Steve. Yeah, so uh, just, yeah, just, uh, yeah, I mean, I've got, I've got my eyes just a little bit. <laughs> I don't mind admitting I'm just a little bit uh, teary there from listening to that, and uh, it's it's a great a great poem, and yeah, it's yeah made me feel quite emotional that. So yeah, yeah. when a blind man cries, yeah, great song, uh, I think. yeah, I mean, I, I, a lot of people thought that I wrote that for Brandon, yeah, but I I, I did want to just say that. It wasn't written for Brandon. It was written to describe the picture as I saw it mm. or the emotions I got from the picture. But it was written with Brandon in mind. Yeah. And that's what. And as, as I explained to Nicola, I wrote that poem in 15 minutes. And generally how I wrote a poem, write a poem is I will write down everything. I'll put it in stands, stanzas or or paragraphs or whatever, whatever you want to say I, I, I write it down I just keep going and keep going until I think I've exhausted the topic or the subject that I'm writing about and then I'll go back and I'll read it mm -hmm. and if it makes sense I'll, I'll keep it or I'll jig it and play with it and and that will be the the pick that that will be the poem complete if it doesn't make any sense at all it will be deleted and thrown away I wrote that in 15 minutes I then went back and read it back and I then, as I said, I spent the next hour bawling my eyes out because it was actually, it was written with Brandon in mind. Cause if you see the, lung, the lungs, it's very about yeah. free air, free falling, yeah. um, being able to breathe easy. And, you know, it was just, it was all about what I was feeling at the time. And that's to me is what not necessarily good poetry, but that's what poetry for me is about it's what you see at that one moment yeah. and the emotions you get from so, well, it's and it's the same with art as well yeah it, well i think yeah. as well um you know i think really good art conveys the emotion of the person who created it there's you know there are pictures mm. that i go and look at and 
I believe that I feel some emotion that the the painter had intended to put in it when they they created that picture yeah. and i think it's the same with that poem as well there's some you sense that emotion this tangible energy yeah from yeah. from pieces of art yeah uh, and yeah. you know it's like you know uh again the, the the japanese philosophy of you know everything has a, a soul everyone has every everything and everybody has a spirit and energy and you know that's that comes across in poetry, in sketches, in painting, in sculpture, in pottery, in wood turning. Mm. You know, it comes across because someone has poured their heart and soul into that art piece. And, you know, mm. the, the universe makes sure that, you, you, you know, you can feel it at some level. But, you know, you have to be receptive of that sort of stuff. If you're not open to the concept, you'll never feel it, mm. you know. But... Uh, if 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 uh, if you're wired that way again, we'll use that ter that term. If you're wired that way, you can't help but be inspired or moved. You know, yeah. uh, whatever yeah, whatever absolutely. it does to you. So that's cool. So yeah. thank you very much, Steve, for being our first uh, maker on our Maker Monday slot. Um, it's been great having you with us. And I just want to say that we send all our love. And um, I know you're going over to Canada uh, this week. Yeah. So um, we hope that goes as well as can be expected. And please send our love to Rob and the family yeah, as well. I'll, I'll, yeah, tell them we're thinking of them. Uh, but also feel free to hang around, Steve, uh, and uh, dip, dip your toes into the cooling <laughs> Uh, waters that is uh, at home with us, mania. <laughs> so, no, uh, thanks, thanks so much for having me on. No, it's and, been a pleasure, yeah, it's been a ple pleasure. And uh, you, you're a huge, I'd just like to finish, you know, uh, our little segment together. You're a huge inspiration to myself, a good friend, uh, to thousands out there. In many ways, you've been a trendsetter and done things, you know, the first time, uh, in a lot of cases. Uh, and long may it continue and you know uh yeah it's been awesome having you as our uh, first guest and thanks for all yeah. the help you give us man yeah thank, thank you. you yeah you've helped us enormously getting this podcast off the ground and just sharing how you do the tech yeah, and Steve, stuff yeah as steve's well. been our go-to uh, podcast uh hangout uh consultant <laughs> so uh thanks and yeah when when you get back from canada and you've uh you've sort of like uh settled down a little bit from the the emotional uh roller coaster that is bereavement uh we'll be tapping into your, your brain again for more help so yeah but no yeah, problem stick around stick around steve and uh chirp up when you need to thank you thank you thanks right. steve um I think we might need to turn the light on it's going a little bit i'll turn the light on here i'm going to turn the light on folks oh, so um i thought we were getting all romantic <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit better that's a bit go. better um so i think we said hello to most people prickly sauce is on hello prickly sauce oh yeah and there's there's a new um maker name here go on uh mr maker master maker who's that Guess who that is? Who? It's Harry and Steve. Oh, Mr. Maker, <laughs> Master Maker. I was guessing it was them, but 
yeah it's so nice to have you on yeah hello everybody <laughs> yes uh awesome so uh yeah, yeah let me just read what leona says i think steve is the heart of this community and epitomizes everything that's great about it yeah yes yes Aww. yeah we we concur and uh like i say we're all all the maker community we're all there we're all supporting each other and we're all brothers and sisters we're all wired the same and mm. as, as long as as long as we can remember that uh life's a little bit easier yeah yeah so um right what's on your agenda on my agenda well we went to the theater this week didn't we we did we uh we went to the opera house in manchester city center been there oh i've lost count the amount of times i've been there you know as a youngster doing pantomime with charlie doing pantomime when he was young concerts and obviously theatrical productions so what did we actually go and uh listen to or in your um, case watch the house on cold hill yes now i what i've written down here to ask you is um often when we go uh to the theater and we see stuff um Chris can have audio descriptions, so he'll get a headset and there'll be a lady sat in a room somewhere just describing what's happening on the stage. And sometimes we've actually gone and had a touch tour yeah, as well. You can get a, beforehand. A, a touch tour, it's called. So you're allowed on stage to touch and feel all the props, mm. get a sense of what the layout is of the of the scenes and the production, and also get a chance to talk to the actors and actresses yeah uh beforehand which is pretty cool so yeah it's uh it's really that's, good that's good isn't it? although um, it didn't have it the the, no we didn't have audio description so i wanted to ask you going because that was something you didn't know that play did you no 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 i didn't so um what was it like actually listening to that but not knowing the story and did you how much did you miss the audio description and did you think there were bits that it, you struggle to follow or anything like that well no uh i missed the audio description because it fills in uh things like you know what the set's like and you know what the props are like and what the people look like and you know the clothes they're wearing and it really does give you a great mental image as to what the production looks like but as far as the story goes i was able to follow it completely and enjoy it mm. basically it's a, a things that go bump in the night story <laughs> about a haunted house uh and the 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 sound effects are quite good there's a couple of sort of like loud bangs and screeches and wails so it was a great production and yes i was able to follow it and get a lot of enjoyment from it uh yeah audio description makes everything better but it, it it was a very enjoyable performance, really. Yeah, uh, and I completely understood what was what was going on. That's good. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was well, it was nice to go and see something that was different and we've not seen before. Yeah, we've been to a lot of sort of like uh, things that we already know the story. Yeah, to. adaptations yeah. of very famous plays and things like that, haven't we? But yeah, uh, yeah, you know, Alan Bennett and. Yeah, I love Alan Bennett. Yeah, I mean, we've been to uh, the BFG, haven't we, and things yeah. like that. But, yeah, you know, it was very good. I enjoyed it a lot. It's a good night out. Um, Dave the Wood Barber says, oh, that's my language. Love haunted properties and places. Yeah, me too. Mm. Um, and 
Leona said about the bells. Um, and I just said, yeah, we're there every other Monday. Oh. Um, perhaps Quasimodo is now a maker, says Blue Light Turner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Making a right chuffing noise about it. So, yeah, it's a local parish church just down the road. So they uh, have bell ringer practice, don't they, every other yeah, Monday? Yeah, yeah. So... Um, so we had a really well the, the next morning after the theatre you weren't very happy were you <laughs> no no nicola nicola being uh a, a woman of the corporate business world a big part of that now is uh networking Ooh, yeah there's the word networking now networking is a great thing to go to because you you're talking to other business people you don't know who you're going to meet you're exchanging you know a bit of a a brief about what you do what you're all about and what do you do and it's not like speed dating but for business people isn't it it's not yeah. like you'll chat to one guy and then five minutes like you'll talk to someone else and we're exchanging business cards the thing that i hate about these some of these network and i've told nicola i'm not doing anymore and she knows now because uh, i am not a happy bunny is we've done an early morning one that's twice I've had to get up at 5 a.m. in the past fortnight, and I feel absolutely ruined. Now, I know a lot of you out there are going to be saying, oh, what are we, I get up at half four all the time because I do this and I do that. I've done it all. I've done it all. But since I went blind and suffered with the really bad anxiety, my system doesn't like having to get up and get out quick. I feel, oh, I don't feel well, really. Mm. It makes me feel unwell now. Getting up early and getting out within an hour, uh, and it's to do with being blind and being in a routine and being rushed. Uh, so, yeah, well, I was up at five after the night after the the theatre, 5 a.m. to go networking at breakfast. The, the event really was a, good, a great event. Mm. That early morning stuff, you can keep it. I just <laughs> I find it offensive, if I'm honest. Well, I'm not booking anymore. You're not so going to afternoon anymore. networking and evening network. And what did we do that evening? We went to the Public Speakers Association. Yeah, well, was it is it public or professional speakers? PSA. Um, I think it's the professional. Might be professional. Yeah. yeah so we went to the PSA anyway. Yeah. So it was up at five a.m. and then in the evening we attended. These are at opposite ends <laughs> of Manchester, and then in the evening was at the Professional Speakers Association. Uh, sort of like weekly or monthly gatherings. So. Uh, you listen to public speakers and people that do after dinner speaking and, you know, great, great event as well. And, you know, mm. you do learn a lot. And this is really, we're, we're trying to really up our game, not only just sort of like uh, wood turning and demonstrating, you know, but, you know, we want to get into more public speaking and motivational speaking and things like that, you know, and I love doing it. So we're, we're, we're hitting the classes at both <laughs> end of the day hard. So uh, that was, yeah, that was a full-on day, that was, wasn't it? It was. And it's it's always sod's law. You, you just, you can't predict these things. You know, you book one thing and then something else crops up. And it's, mm -hmm. well, it's like the theatre. That was sort of a, a relatively late booking. And, mm -hmm. you know, other stuff had already been booked in and, yeah. It's it's always sod's law. That was a frantic twenty four hours. It was, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, and then at the yesterday we were in Scunthorpe, um, North Lincolnshire, North Lincolnshire Wood, Turns, Wood Turning Association. Their uh, annual seminar. 
so I was their guest turner. Uh, that was a great day. We went down Saturday afternoon, uh, booked into the hotel, and thought we were there really in the vicinity. We had a nice relaxing night, didn't we? Had a had a nice meal, uh, got to bed early, yeah, uh, and then it was just a five minute drive to yeah. the uh, the venue, which is you know again the ubiquitous community hall. Mm. Uh, but it was great. I was there all day. I was the only turner, uh, and great bunch, a lot of banter goes on there. Yeah, it's a lot, it's a big giggle. They put on a lovely buffet, and so we were treated to a nice, nice dinner. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was a great day. So yeah. I demoed there in the evening last year. Then they asked us back for the seminar, which was on Sunday, yesterday. Yeah. And then uh, while we're there, they booked us for next year. Yeah. So yeah, it's a giggle. It is a giggle. They are a really good group of um, people, aren't they? Yeah. Um, to to sort of spend the day with, and mm. they're all quite light-hearted. And um, there was one guy who looked after Bamba all day. Um, he's when well when we got there, we were bringing all the stuff in, and so mm. he had hold of Bamba, and then he really didn't want to let him go and mm. they were a right pair all day really yeah thick as thieves really yeah well, yeah it was but yeah really great uh wood turning club um dave the wood barber says have you not been approached by a college to teach wood turning if you haven't would you consider teaching not got the time <laughs> dave <laughs> not got the time man so uh well uh it's one of those never say never but at the moment i haven't got the time we're too busy trying to grow uh the blind wood turner and you know earn a living and you know we've yeah we're doing other things at the minute uh you, you do know. do some teaching though you've yeah. had some people yeah i do i do teach and i've had i've had students here and you know uh, both uh you know beginners and uh advanced and mike newman who was completely blind we did a, a yeah. couple of projects that day with mike so yeah i have i have had students here and uh never say never but at the moment got too much on mm. you know couldn't fit it in not with all the uh the demos and all the miles we're doing uh it's not it's no i'd be i'd be absolutely exhausted uh yeah unless someone offered me a million pounds to do it and then well hey <laughs> yeah that'd so be so, a yes would it that'd be a yes so if someone wants to offer me uh, a million pounds for an afternoon's work yeah i'm all over it so uh yes so having said that we're uh we're, so we got back yesterday yeah i put everything away today <laughs> uh because tomorrow you're gonna get it all out again <laughs> yeah i've got to get it all out again wednesday morning because wednesday afternoon uh we've been asked to go and demonstrate at a school for the blind called saint vincent's in liverpool and we were at maker central and someone uh was following our twitter feed or something like yeah. that uh, and they'd said to one of one of the uh the faculty members uh, his name is Dr. John Patterson, uh, and he's a PhD. <laughs> so someone has got in touch with him and said, hey, this, this blind wood turner, you've got to see him. We've got to have him at the school. So uh, Dr. John Patterson got in touch with us whilst we're at the NEC. 
uh, and I I messaged him and said, well, yeah, you know, it sounds totally awesome, your place, and it's very progressive, Nicola says, and they have the blind kids doing parkour, you know, the free running, mm. you know, really progressive sounding place, which is what we love, you know, uh, so we're there this Wednesday afternoon turning, and they've asked us to go there early, and they'll give have us, lunch. yeah, we'll have lunch and a chat, uh, so yeah, we're busy Wednesday, and we've so tomorrow we've uh, got uh, a, the, the the yeah hopefully my intern coming for an interview tomorrow. Uh, so hopefully that goes very well, and we'll be one step nearer to getting uh, somebody to do the YouTube videos and make them all snazzy. <laughs> so we'll keep you posted. Uh, yeah, so that's tomorrow. What time? Two o'clock. Two o'clock. Yeah. Two o'clock tomorrow. So. Uh, I'll be in well. He'll be here. We'll interview him. Uh, just, you know, hang out and I'll get to know him a bit better and he'll get to know us a bit better and show him the workshop. And so that's cool. So, yeah, then. So that's tomorrow, Wednesday, St. Vincent's. And on Thursday, we're driving to Devon. We're driving to Devon. Yeah. So, uh, so are you going to unpack the car after St. Vincent's? Well, I'm thinking that would be a bit daft to do that. <laughs> uh, I really think I, I'm going to leave it because that would just be nuts to unpack it, to load it up again six hours later. No, we'll just leave everything in the car covered up. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, and then we're off to lovely Devon. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Um, whilst we were in Scunthorpe, um, I got... Um, a message on Instagram, well, not a message, a story. Someone tagged me in one of their stories. I'd gone into Manchester last week, I think it was Tuesday, um, and I'd been doing some street art photography. Um, and I'd also taken, I got some of these tiny little photographs made for Maker Central, and I gave a few out, but I didn't really get a chance to give a lot of them out. So when I came home, I thought, what can I do with these? And I decided to put them with one of my pink macro stickers and um, dot them around um, Manchester. So where I'd taken a picture of a particular piece of street art, I put the picture, the photograph near it. Anyway, this guy um, put um, a story on to say that he'd found one of my photographs and um i was rather oh jumped. yeah that made me jump yeah i was sat on the edge of the bed just listening to a film in the hotel room on uh, saturday before we went for dinner and you you just let out this hysterical oh my lord someone's found one of my pictures and it's made me jump and i said I, I, it took me a minute I, what picture what picture and, oh in manchester and i thought ah them pictures so yeah you were so happy yeah. but quite rightly too it's like you know uh you, you know you're leaving some of your artwork around and people have found it they've messaged it uh sorry they've messaged you yeah. and then they've retweeted it or whatever they're doing yeah, with it instagram, and yeah. instagram and then shared it with other people so yeah the, the, the proof of concept yeah. it works there's there are a few people uh there's there's loads of street artists in manchester and there's there are loads of people who put stickers up on walls so they might uh, do illustrations and they have stickers made and um, all sorts of stuff like that. Let me just see if I've got um, this as well. 
so I, I was just kind of wanting to take part um so um people will do prints they'll do uh, limited edition prints and stick them on walls so that people can find them and they can take them away and there's um the secret society of supervillain artists so that's my patch um for the uh, secret society and not very um, secret now, it's it? not very secret but you, you see this symbol all around manchester there are stickers all over the place and what symbol is it um it's the skull and crossbones um it's mcm xx1 mm -hmm. uh, is that 1921 um and then it's got sort of laurel uh leaves around the skull um and a sort of a in circle it's probably not an a it's probably some sort of geometric symbol um so you, you see these all over the show and um in line with maker coins uh recently somebody did um some uh secret society coins so that's my um my coin that i got these were limited edition and it says on the back bring thy thunder 1921 mm. um so yeah i was i was pretty chuffed with this um but there's there's just so many people in manchester doing street art and um i've never seen anybody actually doing live street art um you know because they all tend to go in the middle of the night and stick stuff on walls but um I follow a lot of them on Instagram and um, a lot of them, you know, comment and like my stuff as well. So that's always nice. Oh, yeah. um, a Steve and Nicola collaboration. Oh, yeah, that would be cool, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> that would be very cool. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what, what did you have in mind? <laughs> well, I, I, you throw me a few pictures and I'll write a few poems. Okay, that would be cool. That would be very cool. There you go. There's, a, there's, I, a, there's, a, there's another book there. Oh, yeah. I could uh, throw you <laughs> funky photographs. Yeah, that would be really cool, actually. Yeah, the, uh, you know, uh, the, the nitty-gritty, the seedy underbelly yeah. of Manchester City Centre. And, you know, I'm, as you all know, uh, a Salford lad from Eccles and... You know, Manchester City Centre was just a 10-minute bus ride for me as a kid. But I'm sure if I could see the place now, I'd hardly recognise it. Hardly recognise it because they are chucking billions at the place. You know, you you worked, you know, for many years in Manchester. Your office was at Churchgate opposite the Palace Theatre. Mm. You know, and it's just, just construction city, isn't yeah. it? It's like... Yeah, the, the thing that... Um kind of grieves me a bit um about manchester now is there are a lot of old buildings that have fallen into a bit of a state of disrepair and there are quite a lot that have just been knocked down and i suspect some of them have just been allowed to um deteriorate to such a degree that they have to be demolished but there was one uh, called the black horse pub and I used to look at that every time I drove past it had these big horse heads in the stonework and it was obviously it's been there quite a long time and 
Um, the detail was amazing, but of course it had bushes and shrubs growing out of the roof and things like that. And um, that's been demolished and quite a few other pubs like that as well. Um, and I just think it's very sad that we're losing these amazing buildings that have got so much detail and they're just being replaced by glass boxes and they're just thrown up these metal frames and mm. it's it's not the same um but yeah i think manchester in a couple of years time is going to look very different um yeah the old classic pubs in blakely yeah yeah they're all just being pulled down and i think it's such a shame the amount of pride and artistry that went into you know something as really work a day as a, a pub Mm. You know, but the stonemasons and the architects, you know, and probably Victorian or Edwardian, mm. you know, put so much time and effort and care into the uh, design, over-engineered, as, mm. as was most of the stuff of that era, you know. But, you know, they had pride. And that's not to say that a, a modern builder or electrician or, you know, uh, artisan, you know, in the construction industry doesn't have as much pride. But it just—it's a different theme now. Yeah. Uh, and I, but a lot of people love it. A lot of people want to be in uh, a modern, uh, self-contained apartment in the city centre. They're minutes away from, mm. you know, uh, very hip and trendy coffee bars and restaurants and clubs and pubs and yeah, it's just yeah, everything's evolving, unfortunately, but. It's losing a bit of its identity. Well, someone that we know, Andy Marshall, mm. um, and is um, an architectural photographer, and um, he specialises in churches and lots of old buildings. He knows so much about architecture and the different styles. And um, I, I've gone to his house on a couple of occasions, and it's like listening to a master. He is absolutely amazing. But what he said is that um, apparently they're finding that a lot of these really modern buildings, they just don't have enough of a soul to them. So they're having to design new buildings slightly differently to kind of have that feeling that you get when you go into an older building because it's got character and it's got some sort of history and spirit to it which I thought was really interesting that, mm. you know, they're, they're having to think more about that rather mm. than just throwing up boxes. Um, when I walk into a modern building, all I can hear is an echo and I can smell the air con. Mm. You walk into an old pub or an old library or an old office building, you know, it's, it's there's so much going on, you mm. know. Uh, you, you almost get a shiver you know and you again you get that tangible feeling that you know there's there's a lot a lot of history in that place and you can feel it you can smell it mm. you know and all the beautiful wood and yeah i go into a modern building i can't really feel anything no it's not the same yeah. um leona says a lot of dublin has been pulled down buildings with so much history just torn down and some ugly shopping center mm. put in their place yeah mm. it's such a shame and i think um yeah history can't be modernized i think in a few years time people are going to look back on what's been pulled down and really regret um mm. 
what's what they've done and that they didn't preserve it um so what else have we got to talk about um I think that's maybe most of the things now. I think we've covered the week and we've covered what's coming. Mm. Um, how's everybody been? Has anybody um, done anything special this week? Anything they'd like to share? Um, anybody got any questions? I'm just conscious there's loads of comments and I've not managed to read quite a lot of them tonight because you were all busy before we joined. Um, let me just have a look. Uh, see. Leona got a new lathe. Oh, Leona got a new lathe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did it fit in your car, Steve? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> kind of. Do you have to have the tailgate? Open? It, was, it, was, it was actually Leona's car we took in the end. And oh, um, yeah. let's just say that um, you didn't see much of the wheels at the back of the car. It was oh, right. pretty much hidden, hidden within the uh, wheel arch. <laughs> it was, it was pretty much to to its maximum on suspension. Yeah, we had two, we had two lathes, a whole demo kit, and uh, I think there was a, a compressor, an air cleaner. There was all the stuff in that car. Yeah, it was uh, madness. So, how is it, Leona? Have you used it yet? Let me just scroll down. I've scrolled up. To the what top. what model was it you got? She says it doesn't fit in the shed. Oh, <laughs> build a new shed. Um, Blue Light Turner says one of the reasons why he demonstrates at a history museum, heritage skills, old buildings, and lots of history. All oh, right. Uh, yeah. Next weekend he has three days demoing there. Yeah, that's that's great. There's nothing quite like it. Oh. Um. A strange one is there is a castle in ruins near where I live and it's next to an 11th century church. When the bombs were dropped in World War One, the castle got totaled, but the church was untouched. Wow. Mm. Um, Wayne the Woodturner, it's the Axminster 1628. Oh, their biggest selling machine, I think. Mm. Leona says it's great. I love it. Uh, yes, new shed in the works. Mm. <laughs> oh hi t plus g making how are yes, you good evening <laughs> glad you could join us uh yeah well yeah i do know that that's axminster's uh best-selling lathe uh and i'm sure you'll be very happy with that leona and flipping heck yeah yeah i'm not <laughs> jealous at all yeah there's not there's not much you want yeah well, is your is your lathe uh, getting a few rattles and clunks, Steve? Because I think they said, I think Richard said, my uh, my demo lathe died. I killed it. At oh, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that that died. Uh, the bearings are shot on it, and the motor actually, the wires in the motor melted. Uh, it, it just it didn't stop. It was going. The full show both days it didn't stop it was never switched off so i don't blame it dying uh, mm. but it's done several million hours work before that mm. um but no the 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 big sip lathe that i have it's it's all right but it's just one of your normal ge generic chinese made clunky clunk type um lathes but leona was very very kind enough to give me her old um jet lathe midi lathe that she had uh, oh, wow. it, need, it, it needed a little bit of work doing to it not too much it's running nicely um so i now have a new demo lathe um 
which is thanks to Leona, which was very cool of her. Thank you, Leona. So is that like a 12, is it a 12, 21, something like that? Is it? Uh, I I don't know Jets, but Leona will tell you. Uh, There's no numbers on it here. I can't. Yeah, I think it's a 1221, something like that. But yeah, yeah. it's it's a nice piece of kit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Should uh, serve you well. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm starting up a, um, I don't know, is it mini school craft club type thing in the summer? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be teaching. So yeah, I I need that and any others that I can get hold of. So I'm going to be on the lounge for secondhand lathes very soon. So yeah. Right. Everything is good. Yeah, it's the yeah. Leona said it's the twelve twenty one. Yeah. Right. She's Leona says she's not turned anything successfully yet. Um, hope you've not had too much of a rough week, Leona. She says she'll turn something before the weekend. Mm. So, um, somebody mentioned, um, and I, I've seen a post I think on Facebook as well, the Maker Fest, um. Was it you that posted about this, Steve? Uh, There's rumours going around um, about a a maker-type fest with music and making in the middle of a um, field-type Glastonbury make. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I, I happen to mention that there's a little bit of land around my house that could accommodate said show so that might happen one day but yeah um it it won't be anywhere near eleven thousand people of a show in in my field but (laughs) yeah no but um i i think it has a a good vibe to it i can imagine generators running and campsites and fires and music and people just doing their crafts around in tents and stuff and just generally having like a hippie a hippie make fest i think that sounds kind of cool yeah well there you go there's there's a bit of glamping <laughs> on the horizon for nicola <laughs> yeah it's be just normal tents <laughs> <laughs> yeah I said it would require a shower as well yeah, I'm not that hey, fancy or I, anything, but ah well, Steve, that's just put your budget up by a third. <laughs> hey, hey, that's not a problem. I can punch holes in the bottom of a bucket, no problem. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's me sleeping on my own with a cow then in a field, and Nicola will be in the uh, the local. Uh... Actually, actually, yeah, there w- there will be. There will be cows present in the fields, but there will be absolutely no sheep present, especially if Mike Walter's coming. All oh, right, yeah. <laughs> well, we could always get them uh, trailered in. Yeah, no, that's, that's it's going to be a jump a sheep, in the river a sheep for a wash. <laughs> that's Dave the Wood Barber. Ain't yeah, gonna happen, no, ain't going to happen. Never. Hey, the ocean. The ocean, the ocean is literally just one field away from me here. You, you just walk across the field and you fall off into the ocean. So there's your shower. Yeah, I could I'm, probably do it'll that. It'll be Chris. Chris, I'm going. Yeah, it'll be Chris. I'm going for a walk. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> well, who's going to look after me now? Watch you all. <laughs> <bloody room. laughs> yeah. who, who wants to adopt a blind wood turner? You can't get that easily. 
Yeah, she make she'll make sure she'll make sure she floats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, anything else? Any any more for any more? No. I anybody else? Anything else you'd like to say or ask or anything I've missed that you'd really like to tell us? Um, or are we calling it an evening? Well, we can just just uh, recap what's coming up in our. For people that have sort of like tuned in a bit later, like TNG. Uh yes, we've had a busy old couple of weeks really so far. We was in North Lincolnshire yesterday demonstrating, uh, spent today putting stuff away. Tomorrow we're interviewing uh Matthew. Yeah. Uh, the uh intern. Matthew the intern. So he's an undergraduate of film and movie making and all that sort of stuff. So he sounds like a, a very, very worthy candidate. So uh, interviewing tomorrow, and obviously we can update you all next Monday as to what's happening uh, with regards to that. We can let you know how St. Vincent's went on Wednesday demonstrating yeah. a very progressive school for the blind and visually impaired. Uh, yeah, having, heading down to Devon on Thursday, uh, we're going to hang out. Uh, with the Axminster crew on Friday, yeah, and then on Saturday it's a a day is demonstrating in Axminster's retail store in Devon. Yeah, and uh, David, yeah, that's going down south is Axminster Devon. Yeah, yeah, down south. Yeah, and then uh, we we sort of like it slackens off really, doesn't it, for a week or two? Yeah, did you hopefully. Say? So hopefully we we'll get time to clean the car. Uh, <laughs> And uh, yeah, uh, talking about the uh, Maker Monday, uh, we'll just give out a, sh a shout out for our hopefully our guest next Monday. Yes, Prickly Sauce. Yes. So yes, we've been in touch. Uh, we've already got a, a list of people who we'd like to have on, and we've already got somebody who's contacted us to say they would like to be on as well. So right. they will be going on the list, and I will be in touch with you. Yes, Thank you very so much. Prickly sauce. Prickly sauce. Next Monday, all being well, uh, we'll just confirm it. Obviously, with Prickly and uh, and you guys, but he's he sounds totally up for it. Uh, a great maker, uh, a great guy, and. Uh, yeah, so that's Maker Monday next yeah. Monday. So if anybody would like to join us for Maker Monday, um, please just get in touch. Uh, Dave the Wood Barber, cool, we'll put you on the list. Um, yeah, any maker, um, that's it. What, yeah. whatever you do, um, we'd just love to have you on. So If you've been at it five weeks or five years, it doesn't matter. Please, if you want to get involved and, and, and tell us about your experiences as a maker and what makes you tick as a maker, uh, drop us a line and we'll put you on the list of future guests. So, yeah, uh, don't be shy. Give it a try. <laughs> can, I, I, can I just ask you a question, Chris? Just, you mentioned earlier that you're... Um... That you're going to be demonstrating to the visually impaired mm -hmm. uh, is that right is is your way of demonstrating to the visually impaired different to demonstrating to people that are not visually impaired no i naturally uh i i, I talk when i'm demonstrating to a sighted wood turning club i'm describing everything i'm everything that i'm doing as i'm doing it because it helps with my mental imagery images it's getting late it helps with my mental images so the more that i can describe as i'm turning 
the more it reinforces what my mind is seeing. So, okay. so uh, I will be doing exactly the same on Wednesday for St. Vincent's. Uh, I'll be letting them uh, hear exactly what's going on. But the difference will be before I even turn, I think I'm going to do an ash goblet. So before I even turn uh, the goblet, I will let them feel the wood and smell, smell it. it. Uh, and get an idea of what it feels like before you turn it. Uh, so I'm going to make it a bit more sensory involved for them. Uh, but yeah, I'll be describing uh, in in great detail as I try to do anyway. Uh, and when I'm doing my YouTube videos, I like to tell people what's going on because uh, it helps me as well. Uh, so cool. I'll, I, I shall be gabbing a lot. Mm. Mm. Cool. Well, I'd just like to say thank you very much to Mr. Twydell for joining us today and for being our first um, participant on Maker Monday. First participant. So thanks for sharing some of your uh, thoughts and experiences with us, Steve. Uh, yeah, and again, we'll just uh, offer you and the Summerlin family our deepest sympathies and wherever brandon is now he's whizzing through the cosmos uh and uh he's he's continuing elsewhere i'm sure of that yeah. so it's not yeah. the end of brandon he's he's just elsewhere and it? also um I don't, let me just put go back to us a minute if you just look over there that piece there is called orbit and that was um, Dave Capasanda Dave, Dave made that as part of the auction um, for Brandon. So I shall always think of him. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Thanks for having me on. First and foremost, it's been a, an absolute pleasure. And I was very honoured to be asked to be the first guest. It was it was brilliant. Um, and I'm, I will say you're doing an absolutely brilliant job with this, guys. I was I, I knew that you would be perfect together in a podcast. Um, you haven't proved me. You have not proved me wrong. You are both brilliant doing it, and we are really enjoying it. Keep it going. Can I can I also just uh, let's say two things? I know I'm kind of taking over your show here for a second, but um, I want to thank everybody that has got in touch with me over the last week since Brandon's passing. Um, I had so much love come in. Um, it, it, he's not even my son, but I, he's my best friend's son. He, uh, and he, he, he was huge in my life and he's huge in my best friend's life, in my brother's life. Rob is near enough, my brother. Um, and he will be truly missed. Uh, so thank you for everybody. Um, I, I have to say, I wouldn't be going to Canada on Wednesday even if it wasn't for the generosity of some people that, that's all i'm going to say i'm not going to mention any names or anything like that right. but if it wasn't for the generation the generosity of some of the people in this community i would not been able to get over and, and see my best friend and uh and wish his son goodbye so thank well, you for that. Awesome. you don't need to say any more than that steve we're talking yeah that. so yeah again the the maker community uh looking after our brothers and sisters so that's awesome, mate. Uh, happy travels, uh, and we'll thank you. We'll speak to you when you get back. All right. Also, does any does anybody remember the print that Brandon was selling to to help with the costs of? He was selling a, a print that he was a fantastic artist, an amazing artist, mm. 
and and he did a digital print of it was kind of some lungs his own kind of portrayal of lungs um and and a good few people bought them um to help him raise funds for for the for the transplant that he got can i ask just here and if if you know someone that bought one of those can you pass the word could i ask whoever bought one of those pictures or has a copy of that picture that on saturday when when brandon's being put to rest could i ask you to please put that picture up somewhere across media and just remembering by it please yeah cool well there you go you've just done it anyway so uh Thank awesome. you. so yeah big love steve's uh safe journey and uh thank you very much for being our first participant like nicola said yeah we love you ma'am and we'll speak thank to you, you. Back. yeah thank you steve Thanks. right then well we shall say good night and thank you again for joining us and we look forward to being back again on monday same time same place with half uh, past seven with prickly sauce with prickly sauce oh uh, let's just bye <laughs> Bye. I keep forgetting about changing the screens back. Bye. I've just had a brain wave. And for what? those of you that don't know, right, I've yeah. got my hand waving next to my brain. <laughs> Bye. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Steve. Bye. Bye. Everybody. Bye. 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 Bye